0: Hey guys this is nick from the ugly kings and i'm going to take you on the fire for this interview
1: all right guys and girls i want to welcome you all back to a new episode of interview under fire this is your host sunny here back once again and today i have the honor to speaking with an immensely talented musician from down under uh nicholas dumont thank you so much for joining our iuf series today now nick this is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at The Ugly Kings with the release of your latest full-length album, Strange Strange Times, which recently dropped here on August 13th on APM Records. And I just want to, you know, start things off by congratulating you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been Thank getting you. so far. I think you guys have just charted on ARIA and the AIR charts down there. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. In, yeah. in Australia,
0: we have, yeah, we've
1: cracked the top 20 on the, the ARIA charts, which is uh, a big thing.
0: Uh, it's, it's excellent, I don't know how long it's going to last But oh, yeah, for, it's the being, <laughs> for the time being, we're on there <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead And and number three on the air charts as well
1: Which is excellent as well So yeah. as long as we're there, we're, we're happy Yeah, i give you a little thumbs up here And obviously two weeks in, I mean, it's been on repeat for me Like I was mentioning uh, on my personal playlist I mean, there's just so much to unravel About, you know, this album And who you guys are all about but before we get to all that and beyond, I do this to all my guests. I mean, I feel like the, there is this light at the end of this long tunnel we've been in for this last you know, year and a half. I can't help but ask, man, Nick, how are you holding up in these strange, strange times? And how has life been in Australia in the last seven, eight months, if you can even sum that up?
0: Um, well, life, life is great. I mean, it's great to the extent that you can make it. Yeah. Uh, I can't complain. I've got, a, I've got a roof over my head. I've got a partner. I've got a job. I'm working from home now. Last year was different because I was finishing my studies to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I, I used the lockdown to do that. Both but of my brothers of- are
1: teachers. So that's amazing. Excellent. <laughs> that's well, there awesome.
0: you go. Me and our drummer are teachers as well in the band. So that's, Love that's, it. that's And I got a job straight out. And we're back in lockdown now. That's lockdown number six at the moment in Melbourne. So it's not ideal, but mm. I'm working from home. So I can't complain. I'm occupied I'm working on the band business. So I, there's people in way uh worse situation than I am so I can't complain about anything
1: yeah and over here in the States you know I'm sure you've heard like everything's kind of just flipped on its head touring touring is back here in the States I don't Mm. know for how long obviously we're seeing we're starting to see cancellations people still don't want to get the vaccine but that's a whole different discussion if we were to go into that but Mm. you know talking about you know the ugly ugly king something I want to mention is You know, I I want to wind the clock back here, Nicholas, to a few years back, to to 2018, maybe even before that, because for fans and listeners who may not know, you know, if you could just briefly talk about that moment in your life that led to the forming of the Ugly Kings with, you know, Christos, Russ, and Joel, and to what you guys are today, I mean, does it feel like everything also just went by in a blink at the same time?
0: (laughs) Uh, Completely. I'm, I'm the, of the current lineup, I'm the third member to join in, so Christos and Rusty met around 2011, I believe, 2010, completely randomly. They were both, (laughs) um, they were both asked to play uh, a role on a, on a, on a lady who was doing her masters in, in video and she was doing a little script. And Chris, I think Christos was a thug and the other person was the person being mugged and that person was rusty And, and nothing came out of that. And two or three years later, they bumped into each other in, in a, at a gym and recognised each other somehow and went to talk. And turns out that Rusty said, oh, I'm, I'm a singer. And and they, they had a jam and Chris was like, you know, how, how you get the singers? that are like, yeah, I'm a singer. And then they yeah. can't sing. Um, I would be the same thing. I would say, yeah, I'm a singer, but I can't sing. <laughs> um, Chris was like a bit sceptical. And then turns out that Rusty is a phenomenal singer. And they just decided to start playing together. So... They just started jamming acoustic covers at the time, and then um, Rusty, because he's a drummer, picked up the drums. And Christos went electric. After that, uh, a drummer joined in, another guitarist, and then Rusty took the took the mic only, and right. then we had the drummer, and there was no bassist. There's never been a bassist before, and then they came and played at my venue, and because I used to run a venue back then, wow. the music okay. venue. And I fell in love with the band when I
1: saw them, and turns out they were looking for a bass player. And I was like, "I'm a bass player. I'll join <laughs> in." <laughs> there you go, man. I don't and think then, you can ever be like an origin story like that. Uh, go ahead. I yeah, something else oh, to dude, add to it's, that. It's, the,
0: the story of this band meeting is incredible. The way we've it's all been organic. Like I fell in love with the band when I saw them, and they were just happening to be looking for a bass player. And their mate was there, was just like, "This guy's looking for a band, so you can just ask him." And then it just meshed and then for joel we I first joined joining we played with joel's band the drummer back in the day so we met yeah. through that and um we had a couple drummers in between and then when we got to needing a new drummer he was available and we asked him and he jumped on the uh, at the occasion of joining the band he's loved the band ever since we first played together and um and when he had the chance to join in he he jumped on the occasion yeah and he's a phenomenal musician so he brought so much value uh, just musically to
1: the band. I always wondered, like, if you guys ever actually sit down and discuss. Hey, remember when we first met? Remember that time, like ten years ago? And it it All does feel time. like, like, like the way you're telling me the story has just progressed from one point to the next. It does feel like everything went by in a blink because everything you tell me, it, it feel like it could just happened yesterday, right? So it, it's, it's it's happened so organically. It's crazy. Yeah, and obviously, you know, uh, another thing I mentioned is. you know obviously with the whole live music scene and and what's been happening lately with this world do you ever go back to watch yourselves like like live footage of yourselves in the past like when you guys played together like do you ever do that like i I mean i know we're really removed from that experience but i wonder considering how long you guys haven't known each other
0: (laughs) well yeah yeah I, i regularly do especially since when i'm looking for content to put on social media i always go through old footage as well to (laughs) find something interesting to share yeah Uh, and then i just find i lose myself in in an hour and a half long of youtube videos of
1: us playing a show somewhere so
0: yeah (laughs) i do get lost into this
1: yeah and speaking of getting lost in this you know the touring life again i don't mean to repeat myself I, i do think about the touring live and the ugly kings and obviously we can't wait to hear, hear you guys here in texas when that day comes but you know nick what is it about you know performing or just even performing live that you love the most or maybe even miss the most do you have a newfound appreciation about it now considering we we've been forced to take this unexpected step back in this last year and a half
0: mm, well i mean what we miss what i miss the most personally is I use I do the merch desk all the time after after a show or before a show when we play and there's nothing like someone coming to you at the merch desk and having a chat around a cold beer and saying I had a shit time last week and I listened to your music and he got yeah. me out of it and there's nothing that beats that. I mean, I was the same when I was a teenager too or even later where, you know, when you find the band and you're like, wow, I was having a shit there but everything's alright now because yeah. of that band? Of course. That's why that's not why I play music, but that's what got me into music. And there's nothing like someone sharing that thought with you at a show around a court beer and listening to your music and connecting when you're on stage and looking at someone in their eyes at the front and they like this. And there's no feeling like it. There's actually no other feeling that matches this. And that's phenomenal. And that, that um, we really miss. We're meant to be on tour right now. We should have played in Canberra uh, to, today and last week in Sydney and that that hasn't happened because we're back in lockdown yeah. here. Most states are in lockdown again, so
1: everything's been postponed for the end of the year now. Cool. Who's was the tour with? Uh, it's it's our headline tour. It's okay. the album tour. Oh yeah. man, man, that would have been <laughs> that would have been a sight Good. to see. Yeah, um, you know, talking about the touring life, you know, it's um, you know, little things like that. I, I don't want to say a little thing. I mean something meaningful, like having a, a cold beer with with someone who. You didn't even know five minutes ago, you know, who you really like turned it around for them. Something mm. simple like that now it just seems like it's just hard to achieve, you know. I mean, it's it li- so li- I mean it, it is, you know. What I mean, a little things like that start to become bigger and bigger as we move forward through this time. And something that's been very prominent and and very common in this last year and a half with this time, and I'm sure you've seen it is live streaming. You know, a lot of the bands. I don't know if you guys have participated in it yourselves, but you know, a lot of the bands whether they do it on stage or taking it to the yeah. screen. And we've had bands like which I want to get your take on this, Nick, because we've had bands like, you know, August Burns Red and Trivium, Devin Townsend and Atreyu, They came on IUF and they talked about their experiences on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans, live streaming a show, pre-recording a show on Instagram, whichever platform it may be. But do you think, you know, what we all saw during this? you know, rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming. Is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Obviously, touring is opening up here in the States, but do you see see bands, like, doing something like this as a regular basis once, you know, we enter 2022 and beyond? A little Um, question, I know, but it's... No, 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 no. It's it's interesting. I think,
0: I don't know if it's ever going to replace something like a live DVD, for example. Like, I grew up watching live DVDs nonstop, and I love them. I love watching Same. a live DVD of a band. Nothing like it. And on top of that, having the behind-the-scenes stuff, I don't know to what extent you can do that in a live stream. Um, it's one thing to watch a band play live and live streamed right. or watching a DVD of a band play live, but what's good about having a live DVD is that you have the bonuses, and the bonuses take you behind the scenes, having a chat between the band members, and everything that happens, the preparation, psyching yourself up and all that stuff i don't know to what extent you can do that on a live stream and if i was just to watch a live stream even heavily produced amazingly produced i would miss that intimate feel of being behind the stage with the band that you can get in a in a bonus uh track on a dvd or something hmm. i don't know to what extent you can do that so to me it doesn't it hasn't had the same appeal as a, a live dvd in doing that but if that's the way to move forward, then we'll we'll, we'll do it for sure. I mean, we have yeah. to, you have to move forward at some point, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And at the same time, you can't even replace a, a live show. You know, I mean, we've had yeah, yeah. so many amazing artists like yourselves come on here and tell me, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And some artists would say, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. You know, like it, there's always that <laughs> there's always that uh, you know uncertainty going forward. And um, I'll tell you what I did. I actually went to my first big show earlier this week obviously with touring opening up here the metal tour of the year is happening right now with Megadeth and mm. Lamb of God and I went there I didn't know what to do with myself because it was just my first like big show after what 18 months I'm like do it do I do go to go here do I go? I still I still don't believe it happened hasn't hit yeah. me yet because that used to be it, like it a, a, a normality for me I don't know about you but I was at a show every week uh, maybe even uh. twice a week every week before the pandemic started and here we are but yeah, you can mosh in your own room, right? During live streaming, but how much longer can you do it for? I feel like you hit that creative barrier, like, okay, we did the live streaming, now what? Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So.
0: Especially when, once it reopens. I mean, I'm the same as you before lockdown, I was running a venue and I had we had yeah. shows every single yeah. single night of the week. So I get, you get to see people every night of the week, engage with them, interact, talk about music, what they like and all that sort of stuff. It's not I don't know how much you can engage on the live stream. That's uh, we haven't tried it. We haven't had a chance to try it. We've been very busy uh, recording, trying to get in and out of lockdowns all the time, so mm-hmm. we haven't had a chance. But I, I, I'm not sure how much you can engage. Have, have you watched any live stream that you like? I, I you have. I, on? I have actually.
1: Um. Uh. Uh. Was it Behemoth did one? This band right behind me over Christmas. You know, um, August Burns Red did one. Um, Trivium did did it did, did some, and you know it's it's um. It's 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 nice. It's uh, I'll take what I can get. Obviously, the safety is very important, but that's better than nothing. That's one way to look at it. I'll tell you what else I did. I remember last summer, I went to this Metallica live streaming event. I don't know if you knew about it. They did it for one weekend here in the states. With at every drive-in, well, at least major cities drive-in. Like here in Dallas, Texas, it sold out immediately. Luckily, a friend of mine had a had a ticket. He's like, "You want to go?" I'm like. I guess. I mean, it's we're not really seeing Metallica in person, right? We're just watching them on a big screen. So I get there, and the turnout is great, right? Imagine you go into a live show. You pull up. Mm. You park your car. Go to the show. You grab a beer. And it was a turnout. Like, people came out to the show. It felt like an actual show. And then what happens? You sit down in your car, lay back in the seat, and you're just waiting. I'm like, okay, now it's starting to not feel right, you know? And, yeah, you know, what's the uh i say this a lot to my guests you know uh, uh the most common thing you hear at these metal and rock shows is like hey let me see those horns right and you just see a sea of horns of these fans you get that adrenaline rush when you're on stage you know there's nothing like it so what yeah. happened was i remember three days grace opened and uh they're like hey let me hear you honk your horns so if you <laughs> if you're only winter now you just hear people honking their horns just in <laughs> darkness out in the <laughs> desert but The point of me telling you this is just you can't replace the live experience you know so it just
0: sounds like someone's in trouble
1: (laughs) i mean that that was that was the best we got and of course with this last week i I was able to go to the metal tour of the year which it was just an insane turnout seeing megadeth and lamb of god do what they do and it 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 was you really can't replace it i mean i'm gonna sound like a broken record over and over but but you just can't replace it you know no not at all no absolutely not that's why yeah uh, moving forward
0: it was a nice experimentation to replace the, the yeah. physical contact but moving forward uh, once we get out of it all altogether, I don't think it can replace live shows I don't think that's possible but in the safest way possible to be able to play
1: live shows yeah yeah and something else very interesting that I want to get to because I want to ask this question first what has the Australian music scene been like over the years I mean obviously we're talking about right now but you know you guys are with this you guys have this psychedelic rock and roll, you know, sound that's, uh, which fits right here in Texas perfectly. But I, I feel like, is it kind of a, a mix, like a mishmash of just so many different genres? Like, what have you seen over the it's, years? What's more prominent where you are? You're in Melbourne, so. Uh,
0: what's more prominent in Melbourne at the moment would be 70s, 80s punk revival. Uh,
1: okay. Punk, punk, I think um, you, I, you, guys, you guys fit right in there. You guys have punk vibes in your songs as well. we we have one we have one of them but um we that's also that's the
0: strength and our weakness is that we you can't really define our music so that's good in one hand because we're very identifiable but it's hard in another because some people don't relate to it as much because you've got so many influences in the one album when other bands will go that's a punk album that's a rock album you can't really pigeonhole what we do in that sense and it's great in ways it's hard in others that's been a problem in some things So we have, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about in terms of the punk element to it. It's the one song, yeah, um, and the start of Strange Chimes as well where we've just said, we've never had a pedal to the metal song. Let's do one. And that was the one.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and you guys nailed it on the dot. You know, something I I also think about is with this new album, uh, uh, some, some artists have mentioned this to me, and I begin to think because you guys haven't done the live streaming. Does it feel kind of incomplete? because you didn't get a chance to present this album to the fans yet performing it um
0: it doesn't feel incomplete because it's out to the best of its ability yeah and the 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 tour can be postponed that's not the biggest issue it will be presented to the people it would have been incomplete if it happened in lockdown and we hadn't been able to finish the songs to refine them and and right. rush them in the studio in the sense of how we were able to take time to refine the songs, to really polish everything to the best of its ability, it's a really refined and finished album that now it's the presentation that we haven't been able to do. But so in that sense, um, yeah, it's, it's the presentation aspect. We haven't been able to share, with, share it with people in person. Yeah. That's, that's our main issue.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess a lack of a better term, like I was trying to say, like a sense of fulfillment, like, okay, we have the album, oh. now, now let's play it. You know, it's that that always... Kind of creeps into my head because you know um i come from a family of musicians and we love nothing more than to put the music out there for everyone to hear in person but now i know we talked about everything let's talk about that that album strange strange times dropped august 13 on napalm now i want to repeat the words here: second album this is your second album second album before we get into the core of strange strange times uh, for people who don't know, this is the follow-up to 2018's "Darkness in My Home," which that album went on to be praised by the likes of, you know, Classic Rock magazine and Loud Mag upon release, along with many other worldwide publications. But knowing how successful, you know, your debut album was, Nicholas, was there any pressure you guys sensed at all when you decided to sit down and write again for this new album?
0: I don't think so. I think <laughs> pressure is something you put on yourself uh, because you have certain expectations we ca- we come in with the expectation of doing the best that we can yeah. and we have a way of working together that's extremely organic that we bounce off each other's energy non-stop so whatever is on the record is going to be the best we've been able to do together and that's the best expectation we have of ourselves at least that's my opinion in that sense i don't know what the others are but i'm very like this is the music i want to be playing and i want people to listen to um, this is exactly the music I want to share with them. If there's something I'm not happy with, it's not mm. going to be on the record. I can tell you that. But At the moment, there's a leak that's not meant to be on this record. It's not going to be because that's not 100% of what we can do. And that's my only expectation is to be able to do the best that we can do with the record. And I think we've reached this in this one, and I'm sure we can do better. We can always do better.
1: Yeah, and I feel like you raised the bar for yourselves. I hope you know that, because what's the common thing we hear? It's like, oh, the sophomore slump, right? But I think you guys, you know, knock it out of the park with this. For the next minute, I want you to just chill, because I want, I want you to hear me out here. I know you said mm-hmm. there's no way to sum up this album, but I'm going to try, because from the title track to In the Shadows to Lawman, which is my favorite, uh, Devil Comes with a Smile to Another Fucking Day. This is quite the follow-up, man. And you guys have a unit that have expanded on that musicality and by that i mean fusing the sounds of uh, uh blackened and power blues alternative rock psychedelic punk and these grooves within your compositions and of course uh with uh, uh russ rusty's vocals i mean it was very jim morrison-esque i felt like you guys were paying homage to that era but within all this you've been compared to the likes of you know queens of the stone age uh danzig uh the white stripes to name a few i'll even throw mastodon in there you know i grew up with mastodon but here you guys are cementing your own established sound and you're doing it well. You have this identity and are growing with it. Um walk me through this Nick. I mean, was there already a specific sound you guys had in mind with Strange Strange Times from the start? Did a lot change from the beginning to end? Or was it like, okay, we know what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna do it. Let's go.
0: A a lot has changed. A lot has changed. I was really I was listening to the pre-production from a year ago because this album was meant to be recorded in March last year. But lockdown happened oh, literally about ten, 10 okay. days, ten days before lockdown, which in the end worked out really well because we were running out of time, and we've been able to refine everything and add songs that weren't there before lockdown started. Right. And in the mean, in the meantime, Napalm got in touch with us to work together on this album. So it happened for a reason, right? Yeah. But music, music <laughs> musically, musically speaking, we've definitely used that time at home. To refine all those songs the best they can be and something like mr hyde was not even a plan to be recorded it, it didn't exist before we went that's into my lockdown. second
1: favorite track on the album i, I didn't even
0: this was this was exactly um the kind of writing from home where rusty recorded something on his laptop sent it to joel joel added something and then we all added something from home and then when we got in the studio when things were open here um we worked on it and that was a, a late addition that's that's a good example of that but This song, with that being about COVID itself, it relates to everyone, because COVID is the one thing that we can all relate to. That's one experience Mm. every single one of us around the world have had now. And the songs and the lyrics that are on this album relate to all the moods that we go through in a time like this. That's exactly what The Strange, Strange, Charm is all about. Um, And that's what we've been trying to do and refine throughout the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and as far as the production, because... um that had a big part to do with why i love the album so much because i i kind of heard maybe it's just me i heard a bit of old school sounds like of the psychedelic era in the 70s there as if as if it was recorded in that time i don't know if that was intended or not but i'm an audiophile these days nick i'm 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 very picky on how i want my music to sound the way i want it to sound i didn't have to mess with any eq levels but as far as producing mixing and mastering tell me about that did you guys do it yourselves or did you bring in a team to help with this side of the album
0: no, we we had um, our doctor. We call him Doctor Julian Streiser. Who's he was shout out this, to the doctor. He's, yeah, yeah, he's he's the doctor. He's got this um, this way of polishing things. Wait, give me just two seconds. Yeah, it's a rush. I've, I've got another call.
1: <laughs> no worries.
0: I've got to quickly answer something. I have another interview planned up after this, so it's calling me now just say it. I'm on for now. Um, he's okay. got, he's got, he's, he's got this way of polishing things and leading us. He would not allow us to give it less than a hundred percent. So if it's, if we like, um, oh, is this the route tech? He's like, if you're not saying it is, then it's not. Yeah. So he, he has that way. He was on his own. He, he was pushing the ship forward the whole way through. He came to the pre-production sessions, helped us out with certain things without being so much in the writing process, but thinking in different ways about the songs, and that's what he's brought to the to the, to the table. It, it, we don't have no, we don't have a team. We just the man of ours. who's a phenomenal producer, and he's a phenomenal musician. And he did every, everything he could. And in the mixing process, he mixed it in a way that whether it's really low or really high, hmm. it doesn't crack. It, you don't lose any quality at whatever level you're listening at. And that's I think that's what people have been noticing as well. That it's the crisp sound that he's created there.
1: yeah and and shout out again to the doctor for making this happen because the sound was a big part of it now I know you have another interview Mm -hmm. to get to next Nick so I don't want to keep you for too long but something that I wanted to get into you know between writing and structuring the songs and the production process like you just talked about you know the lyricism throughout strange strange times and you know uh the band mentioned I don't know who said it I think it was Russ how each song on this record is about a different state of mind in this strange, strange time, especially at a time like today, I feel like it resonates with a lot of people. You know, you have a song like the devil comes with a smile, you know, which is about powerful people that exploit our weaknesses and manipulate us with their charm, deception, pretty much. And then you have a song like the title track, which is about anxiety, something that we carry around with us every day. I begin to think, if there is something tangible, like a theme to this album, because it sounds like there's a few of them happening here, right? Uh, completely. Yeah, completely. And I'll speak for Russell on this one. Every song
0: relates to, yeah, as you said, a state of mind, a mood that we are all going through at the moment. It's not about the big C, but it's about how we're traveling through it. The amount of information, technology, um, heartbreaks, um, as you said, powerful people that take advantage of these weaknesses and stuff like that. It has all these elements, all these moods that we are all going through. That There's one thing we all have in common is these emotions at this point in time this year because of what's happened. And it, it, it really relates to that. And I, I've always said, Ross has got this poetic way of creating lyrics, of creating metaphors where he doesn't say it. He doesn't write specifically the word that you expect. But he turns it in a different way that's so poetic i actually told him you should release those lyrics as a as a poem as a, as a little book because this yeah. is just beautiful to 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 read and to listen to in my opinion i really enjoy what is created he's got that really poetic way of creating lyrics in my opinion i feel but like it is those moods yeah
1: yeah i feel like it's something you could read to someone as you're uh you know putting someone to sleep you know like a little yeah, almost yeah. like that's how poetic 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 it is um you know what. Strange, strange times, you know, Nick, do you see this album as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back?
0: Yeah, in many ways. Yeah, most definitely. Without, with It's still timeless in a sense because these are emotions that we will keep going through and that we've been through even before. But this is a really, really good concept where all these things, especially the where the songs are in order, it takes you through these emotions every time you listen to the song. Yeah. They're all different emotions and Each song will take you through a different emotion that you can relate to. And that's what, that's the, I mean, I think the strength about this, it's not all the same topic, It's not all the same lyrics. And then a different topic later on in the album. It's like you go through different moods, you go up, you go down, you go left, you go right. It changes the whole way through. That's what I, I really love about it. It's got that bounce.
1: Now to finish things off, I'm going to give you the floor here. I know we talked about it before the interview started again, which is, I think it is a very important part about who you are because uh, a question I like to ask is, if you weren't a musician, what would you be doing right now? And you did talk about that before we started the segment. Talk about that. Like, like, what other parts of your life feed into your creativity of making music?
0: Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a teacher. I'm a language teacher. So I love culture. I'm from, I'm from France originally. I moved to Australia um, eight years ago to pursue music. But I love different cultures and languages. And um, and I'm a language teacher now, so I, I'm doing that as well. But before picking up a guitar, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I wanted to play in the NBA. Oh, my
1: God. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> I actually played on the basketball <laughs> team. They called me. So I don't even know who Steve Nash is. I had long hair. So my yeah. long hair was like parting from the middle. And they would call me Little Nash in high school. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's, that's so crazy how my yeah. brothers yeah. are teachers. And, and I play basketball. And you kind of just do the whole thing all yeah kind of sum all of us so, up <laughs> uh, that, uh, i trained uh, b- before i picked up a guitar i did
0: a training camp in the u.s as well in the east coast and uh, because i wanted to be professional um in high school and then yeah. i picked up a guitar at 15 and then dropped basketball and was 16 and that was the end of it I've, i still love basketball and play but not to become a professional anymore i've chan- completely changed that vocation so that, well, that would have been well, the other thing you got
1: to make sure to keep doing that though you can't lose the uh, yeah. part
0: uh, no, 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 i'll never stop and you are don't teach as well at the moment oh though, okay so after. here's the thing i'm in
1: dallas i'm not trying to disappoint any any fans out there but i'm, I'm a san antonio spurs fan. Uh, uh, so, man so, so oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so this is crazy i wish we had, had more time i want to get to you your next interview man so we could, here's we we're gonna to get do. another time if you want but here's, yeah, here's yeah. what we're gonna do we're gonna stay in touch on the socials man uh i would love to stay you in met. touch i'll keep you posted once this episode airs I would love to obviously help you book a show here in Dallas and you've been here before man so you got to come back obviously yeah, yeah we do yeah. come doing basketball season man and we'll, we'll get yeah, to talking about I'd that, love but, to uh but Nicholas this has been quite the honor man do you have any My last pleasure. words just any shout outs anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as the ugly Kings before we finish things off here I know I don't know if a new music video coming out soon I know you guys have touring plans what you can and cannot say <laughs> we had we had touring plans but that's in the back pocket at the moment because
0: we're in lockdown again here so we can't right. do that um the latest video has just come out as well with the album so you can have a look at that otherwise shout out to everyone who's supported the band throughout the years to all our, all our families and our friends obviously and everyone that's sharing the good word and having a good time listening to us that's what matters the most and everyone who's listening so is, as as, no go ahead finish that up. <laughs> as, long as, as long as everyone stays safe and, and stays well and enjoys the show that's what matters here
1: and I'm going to give that a thumbs up oh, to finish things off. Everyone who's listening, this is Nicholas Dumont from The Ugly Kings. Strange, strange times. And during these strange, strange times, it's out right mm-hmm. now, uh, dropped on August 13th on Napalm Records. Do me and Nick a favor, buy the album. The bands can't do it without your help because it goes a long way. I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room today. <laughs> uh, right. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Nick stay safe out there in Australia, man someday i will visit you guys down there can't wait to go down there down under as one of my favorite yeah, places man. for a visit um and i will talk to you soon my man and we'll shoot the hopes <laughs> yes definitely i don't think Catch i'm as soon, good man. as i used to be you're definitely gonna be <laughs> on one-on-one but i'll take up <laughs> the challenge all right buddy sounds good man appreciate it All right, it. peace take it easy buddy see you soon bye, bye.
0: to breathe in this world of calamity, right with a little pantomime.